So, uh, I'm quite excited about this morning, because I've got to know this person who's about to speak, and I liked her so much I decided to marry her. So, are you ready? You're going to be nice, aren't you? You'd be nice, and like, even if she's rubbish, just cheer her on. She's going to be amazing. She's awesome. It was her birthday yesterday. Amy Walker, 55 years old. Incredible. Teasing. 38. Super, super young. Folks, would you, um, would you give a big welcome to Amy Walker? I'll be having words with you about that 55 years old comment a bit later on. <laughs> it's great to be here. No pressure, obviously, debuting my moment here at Zio, but I'm really, really delighted to be with every single one of you today. And Scotland sends their love as well, so obviously I'm making the big move as Matt and I get married and I say goodbye to Scotland on the 2nd of February, and there'll be lots of things that I'll be really gutted to leave Scotland for, some awesome people, some beautiful scenery, but one of the things I'm really glad to leave behind is Iron Brew. It is honestly a total obsession of the whole of Scotland. Does anyone like it? Hands up. Who's a really... I think you should have a word with yourself because I think that kind of thing does bad stuff to your insides, in all honesty. But I have been a little bit tempted by haggis, especially this time of year. Anyone fancy a bit of haggis? I mean, when you find out what's in it, it kind of makes you second guess and think about if you're really going to eat the sheep's intestine. But it's all right, it will do. But yeah, I'm so excited for all that's ahead. I'm so excited for the adventures that life for Matt and I personally, but also to get to know this new family, you guys are Zio. Um, God has been good. God has been kind. Uh, but God has been a God of the suddenly. And that's actually what I'd like to talk to you about today. I think I could probably say to you that this year has shocked me in lots of different ways. We did not expect this, but actually in God's kindness, in God's goodness, God turns up with suddenly moments. God turns up with moments that change us and moments that create opportunities to put us on track and to put us into the rhythm and the plan that God has for us. But I don't know how you feel about this word suddenly. And I also don't know how you feel about the word surprise. Well, let me tell you, I'm not good at surprises. I remember when I was younger, I was never good at keeping surprises and I was also never good at receiving surprises. And I used to go up to family members and say, I know something you don't know. Has anyone done that before? And I used to say, I've got a secret, but I can't tell you. I know a surprise. And so this resulted in years and years and years of my parents just deciding, don't tell Amy anything because she's got a big gob. So the first thing you need to know is that you're inheriting a person that's got a big mouth. However, you need to know that wisdom and the joy of being a good leader means that you can tell me things in secret, okay? So I'm talking about the past, but surprises and things of the suddenly moments were things that I was not very good at. I remember my background's youth ministry before I went into pastoring the Connect Church up in Paisley. And I remember one church I used to work for. It was a church in Warsaw, just in Birmingham. And the youth decided to surprise me with a party for my birthday. And it shocked and stunned me, Zio Church, into complete silence. And let me tell you, this takes something. It really takes something. I was so surprised and so shocked that I just couldn't say anything for the whole night. And people just kept coming up to me saying, are you okay? Are you okay? 
Mary, my friend who's going to be with us in the second service, a really good friend of ours, um, Diane, she one day came up to me, she said, she's a hairdresser, she said, Amy, I'd like to bless you. She said, you know, I just want to be able to give you a haircut for free. And my first thought was, how rude, she must think my hair's awful. But my second thought was, oh my gosh, I don't do very well with lovely surprise moments and lovely suddenly moments. But probably the worst, and I'm a bit unsure about whether to say this, but I feel, let's start as we mean to go on, let's be honest, let's be transparent with my new church. I'm a bit of a Christmas fanatic. I love Christmas. Is anyone with me? Praise Jesus for that. I'm part of a church that loves Christmas. But when I was younger, and you'll be pleased to know, Matt, and this is over now, but when I was younger, I used to get so excited for Christmas, and I used to get so excited and so like, what's going to happen, and what would have Santa brought, that I remember one morning where I was trying to desperately sleep and just think, Santa won't come if I don't sleep, and I got myself so worked up and so excited that I was actually sick in bed. And then I thought, and my parents used to say to me, if you get out of bed, Santa won't come. So I just slept in the sick for the whole night. I know, I'm sorry. But I feel like I need to tell you these moments about me so you can understand who who I am. So I slept in the sick and then dad came in in the morning. He was like, Merry Christmas. (laughs) I just got this waft of vomit, which is just awful. But it's over now, babe. It's all done. Like, you know, I'm still still excited about Christmas. But... It's all good, it's all good. But God, the God that we serve, the God that we know, the God that some of us are getting to know along the journey is a God of the suddenly. And we need to find a way to be okay with that. Now, you might resonate with me over some of the surprise moments of life. And probably every single one of us has a story today about the surprise moments in the good and the suddenly moments in the bad and the tough. And I wonder how you feel about this God that we worship, this God that we're getting to know, being the God of the suddenlies. Well, let me tell you, the church started in a suddenly moment. If we have a look at this next slide, we see that this incredible suddenly moment happened on the day of Pentecost. And all the way around the world, churches and people of faith celebrate Pentecost, where the coming of the Holy Spirit arrived upon people in such a way that it was an immense moment for every single one that experienced it. Acts 2.2 goes on to say that suddenly there was a sound like the blowing of a violent wind that came from heaven and it filled the whole house. You know, the church was built on a suddenly moment. And it makes us think and it makes us pause and it makes us question If the whole church was built on a suddenly moment, then what about our suddenly moments, whether they're good or whether they're struggles or whether they're toughs? How do we expect God to be in those? And how do we create space for the suddenly moments that God wants for every single one of us? And so as a church, we need to learn, as God's whole church, how to be okay in these suddenly moments, but also how to see that all the way through Scripture, there's arguments for the surprise and suddenly moments which captivate us in the goodness of God and then send us and propel into a place of trust with him forever. And so how did this first suddenly moment came about? Well, if you look in Acts 1 verse 4, you actually see that they were waiting. You see, we need to remember that the time of the Pentecost was basically where Jesus had risen again. He'd gone up in heaven. There was probably all sorts of emotions swirling around that room that day. Probably all sorts of crazy things. People waiting in wonder. People struggling with what had happened. But God had been clear with them. He said, wait. 
prepare yourself. Wait and get ready for this moment where everything's going to change in an instant. And I wonder how it feels for us as God's people to make sure that we position ourselves in the presence of God. And as we position ourselves in the presence of God and we wait for his goodness and we wait for his kindness and we wait for what he's about to do, faith should hopefully start to arise in us and we become a people that get ready for this suddenly moment. Quite simply, God loves to surprise us. Quite simply, God loves to bring about suddenly moments in our life. He is in the unexpected moments. He's in the planned moments. He's in the business of change and transformation. And he loves us too much to keep us the same. And that's why he does these suddenly moments all the way through the Bible. And you know, it's interesting for you guys as Zio, because I think as I get to know you more and as I look forward to having the privilege of being with you come next year, I feel you set yourself up for suddenly moments all the time. You know, many of you wear these wristbands that say nothing is impossible. To be able to live by that slogan and to be able to live by that biblical mandate, that basically means that you're setting yourself up to say, God, you can do anything. So therefore, God, you can show up how you want and when you want and in any way that you want and I'm going to learn to be okay with that. So you guys create a culture to actually be a people of the suddenly. You guys create a culture to actually be the people of the surprise. And moving on from that, you have this incredible name that defines yourself as passion. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that if we are passionate people, that means we set ourselves up once again for the suddenly and the surprise and the spontaneous moments of life. But it gives God permission to also do the same. And so when we become part of this church, And when we become part of this culture, what we're doing already is we're saying, God, we want you to suddenly do something at any point, at any time, in any way, and I'm going to learn as your son, and I'm going to learn as your daughter to be okay with that. But, But are we? Are we okay with that? I wonder how you feel about those suddenly moments. So the the dictionary says this, uh, the definition of suddenly is quite simply something that's done quickly, without warning, and unexpectedly. So you've heard that sometimes I've not always been good in the surprise suddenly moments. We like life planned out. I wonder if I'm speaking to anyone at the moment who loves a good to-do list. I wonder if I'm speaking to anyone at the moment who loves to be able to have life just neatly packaged and you know and you can kind of control what's happening when. And uh, we have our agendas and we have our timetables and we even we have our slots with God where we can say, actually, okay, well, you can turn up here and I'll do my five-minute reading with you here and I'll do my 30-minute devotion with you here. But is it possible? Is it possible that maybe some of those things limit what God wants to do and what God could do because he is a God of the suddenly? And so as God's people, we need to find a way of being comfortable in the suddenness of God, not controlling of that. Because when we're controlling, what we do is we limit the God that we say we have a faith in and we limit the God that we say that we love. So God loves these suddenly moments. He loves to keep us on our toes. And actually, the Bible is so full of suddenly moments. Did you know it appears 87 times? So 87 times. There's this word suddenly with an incredible story that goes around it. So we're going to go through all 85. I am joking. We'll just do 80. I was just checking you were listening. So can I go through a a few of them with you? We've obviously done this first one suddenly, but I'm just going to do a few more before we move on to another slide a little bit later on. So Judges 14 talks about this interesting suddenly moment where it says that Samson went down to Timnah together with his father and his mother 
And as they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring towards him, and the Spirit of the Lord came so powerfully upon him that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands. That's, that's beastie. And he might have torn a young goat as well. But he told neither his father nor his mother what he had done. So this incredibly suddenly moment, it just kind of shows us, it reminds us that God is preparing us for battle. And that these suddenly moments that just come upon us, you know, we can do training, we can do preparing, we can do agendas, we can plan and plan and plan and plan and plan for every eventuality and plan for every risk. You know, we live in the culture of risk assessments. Dear Lord, I have to do one more risk assessment for our Christmas events. I think I'll scream. But the reality is, is none of that is going to help when the suddenly moments arrive upon your life. And when Samson found himself in this place and he found himself poised and with this lion that came out of nowhere, the spirit of the Lord fell upon him so powerfully that with his bare hands he was able to get out of that moment. Guys, that's an incredible suddenly moment. But this guy was positioned for it ready. Yes, we can train. Yes, we can plan. Yes, we can have our agendas. Yes, we can have our defaults. Plan A, plan B, plan C. But at the end of the day, if we're not positioned to say, Spirit of God, do something in my life. If we're not positioned to say, as men and women, you take over God. You do your agenda. You do what only you can do. Then we're going to find ourselves stuck. So when the day of battle comes and when our trials and when our struggles and when our difficulties arise, we're going to not have the faith that sustains us. How can we be like this Samson that in the suddenly moment uses nothing, nothing that's going to do anything to get him out of this situation, but then relies on the Spirit of God and then that nothing becomes something. So I wonder what that looks like for you today, that the suddenly moments teach us to battle. 2 Kings 2 verse 10 says, As they were walking along together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses and a fire appeared and it separated the two of them. Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind and Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more and then he took hold of his garment and he tore it in two. So once again we're seeing one more suddenly moment that just reminds us that our times are in God's hands. Life is precious. Life is to be lifted the full. Life is actually to be harnessed, embraced by what Jesus has for us. And these suddenly moments that appear and track all the way through the Bible are moments that say to us, how are we making life count? How are we making every single moment actually be authentically lived out in the presence of Jesus? How are we making sure that every day we're surrendering in the presence of God and in the relationship that we have for him so that whatever happens, the good suddenlies, but the tough suddenly is we know that we know that we can rely on God. Daniel 5 verse 4 says, As they drank wine and praised the gods of gold, of silver, and of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, suddenly the fingers of a human hand appear, and it wrote in the plaster on the wall near the lampstand of the royal place. The king watched the hand as it wrote, and his face turned pale, and he was so frightened that his legs became weak and his knees were knocking. And this suddenly moment just reminds every single one of us that God's power, God's authority, God's correction is over our lives. And quite simply, sometimes, as God's children, we need a wake-up moment. 
We need a moment where we realize that we're living life wrong. We need a, we need a moment where we realize that we're worshiping or praising or focusing on something that isn't of God. And sometimes the only way that God can get our attention is to do us suddenly of correction and of permission and of love and of grace and say, wake up. I need to get your attention to how you're living. I need to get your attention for what you're doing. Do you not see that what you were doing is not good? And these moments of correction, they bring us up in a jolt. But actually, we can put ourselves in a position to get ready for these suddenlies by making sure that we live a life of obedience. So I wonder today, church, do you need a suddenly moment from God? I remember... And I wonder, when was the last time that you let God surprise you? Probably one of the most daring prayers I ever prayed was, God, would you surprise me regularly, whenever you want, however you want? Let me say that again. God, would you surprise me regularly, however you want, and whenever you want? That was a, that was a moment. And what that prayer did is it broke so much religiosity in my life. It broke so much of my own confinement about who I thought that God was, how I expected him to come and be, what I expected him to come and do, not just in my life, but in my leadership. And I wonder what it looks like for us today to also be those people that could quite possibly by the end of the service say, God, would you just show up and would you do whatever you want, however you want? Who would want to actually do that? Because this is such a prayer. And if we're willing to pray this prayer, then we've got to be prepared for the fact that everything changes. I wonder when was the last time that you said to God, would you surprise me? You know, in the natural, we say it all the time, don't we? We could say it flippantly, like someone says, do you want a tea or a coffee? You could say, surprise me. Someone could say, oh, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know, I'm not really sure, surprise me. But when was the last time you said to your heavenly father who knows you better than everyone else in the whole world, God surprise me. God, would you do a suddenly on me? God, would you define and change anything that's not of you and make me more like you? Sometimes we need to ask God for a suddenly moment. And I wonder if sometimes we live our life so fixed and so boxed in that our desired outcomes are the things that we're aiming for rather than the adventures that God has ahead for us. And so as I said, I'm a little bit rubbish with surprises and that's because some of my story growing up, I didn't always have good surprises. I didn't always have good suddenly moments. You know, coming from school, like I was bullied all the way through school. I really struggled with school as well. I found it really difficult to have an education. I've got dyslexia and battled all the way through with trying to get good grades and didn't actually come out with many. And even my own family dynamics, I was a young carer for my parents who have all sorts of different struggles and troubles, and praise God, they're coming through so many of those. But a lot of my surprise and suddenly moments as a young woman and then as a young person were never always that good. Um, but actually, God is in the tough suddenly moments just as much as he's in the good suddenly moments. And there became this moment where I said this prayer where I also had to say to God, I hand over um, the right to be surprised. I hand over the right to be surprised. And so many of us just sometimes don't want to be able to open ourselves up to those moments. And all it takes is actually to be able to say to God, God, I hand over my rights. I hand over my rights to expect my life to work out in a certain way, with a certain job, with a certain type of family, with a certain type of finance, with a certain type of 
of expectation. I hand that over, God, so that then you can do the suddenlies that only you can do. And so God rewrites our stories as we lay before him and as we say, would you trust me? And as, you say, as we say, God, we surrender to you today. So can you prepare for a suddenly moment? Well, you know, I believe you can. I believe just like the Acts people at Pentecost waited, and then as they waited in unity, as they were together all in one place, that set themselves up for a suddenly moment. So how are you waiting for the presence of God? How are you giving permission for God to suddenly do what only he can do in your life? And more importantly, how are you doing it corporately? Because the great thing about living with God is you don't have to do this on your own. God does not want you to walk through the highs and lows of the suddenly moments and find yourself looking around and seeing yourself alone. He wants to do it corporately with us as a church and with us as as God's people. And so as Pentecost joins together, they're waiting and then they're together in unity. And then what that does is it creates space for Holy Spirit to come and breathe and come and do something amazing. And so try Tracking through, we see all the way through the Bible these suddenly moments that only came about because of people's faith and only came about because people positioned themselves in the permission of actually saying, God, would you come and do these things? And so Matthew 8, here's another one, says, Then he got to the boat and the disciples followed him. Suddenly a ferocious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. And the disciples woke him and said, Lord, save us, we are going to drown. And this suddenly moment reminds us that God is in control. God has our back. Jesus loves us. He will carry us through the storm. Matthew 28, verse 8 to 10. So the woman hurried from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them, greeting he said they came to him and they collapsed at his feet and worshipped him and then Jesus said to them do not be afraid go and tell the brothers to go to Galilee because they will see him and this suddenly moment reminds us that God is in control that not all hope is lost that Jesus has a plan that he's with us even in the most struggling of times even in the most lowest and darkest of times he is there and he is with us but do you presume that God will always do what he's always done in your life Or is it possible that God wants to do something different in your life today that will change and define you? Let's have a look at this quote together. Henry Noun says this. He says that each day holds a surprise, but only if we expect it can we see, hear, or feel it when it comes to us. Let's not be afraid to receive each day's surprise, whether it comes to us as sorrow or whether it comes to us as joy. It will open a new place in our hearts and it will open a place where we can welcome new friends and celebrate more fully our shared humanity. You know, I love this quote and I think that it's got so many keys. I think it's got so much stuff that we need to pay attention to today. It's facts that each day holds a surprise, whether it's a minimal surprise or whether it's a large surprise. And it's facts that actually we can set ourselves to start to expect this and get ready for it. And it's actually truth that if we learn how to live in the tension of trusting God in the good suddenly moments, but also trusting God in the struggling suddenly moments, something's going to shift in our faith. And we'll navigate through this life, even when stuff is hard, still having a resolve and still having a desire to say, I've got an unswerving faith and I'll trust in you, God, no matter what happens. 
And so as we navigate sorrows and as we navigate joys, what we find is that something shifts within our hearts because we say, it doesn't matter what you do, God, but what matters is that I trust you. It doesn't matter what happens in my life, God, but what matters is that you are consistently open up space where you can do something better than ever I can do for myself. Acts 9 verse 3, as they neared Damascus on a journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. You know, these moments, these encounters, man, woman, people of different race, people of different struggles, people of different backgrounds, people that knew him, people that didn't know him, got these suddenly moments. And church, God wants a suddenly moment for you today. God wants a a surprise moment for you today. So let's have a look at another one. Acts 12 verse 7. Acts 12 verse 7 talks about this amazing moment where there's a struggle, people are in prison, people are struggling, Peter finds himself living out the gospel and doing everything that he can to promote the good news of God. And as he's in change, and as he's really battling and probably wondering, why am I here, God, and why did this happen? It says that suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell, and he struck Peter's side, and he woke him, said, get up, quick, get up. And the chains fell off Peter's wrists. And then Acts 12 verse 10 says, they passed the first and the second guards, and they came to an iron gate leading to the city and it opened for them by itself and they went through it and when they had walked the length suddenly the angel left them and so let's have a look at this moment because we've talked about how waiting can prepare us for suddenly we've talked about how unity can prepare us for suddenly but what broke in this one was prayer so as Peter's praying and as he finds himself in these chains and as he finds himself absolutely bound and wondering about what Jesus did he starts to introduce a prayer culture which I believe then sets up God to create this suddenly moment I wonder how are you praying church I wonder how are our disciplines and our, our moments of God, where we say, are we a people that learn in the culture of waiting? Are we a people that learn in the culture of unity? And are we a people that learn in the culture of praying that then sees the suddenly moments come about for God? Acts 12 verse 9 says, this suddenly moment came about because of worship. And it says, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And all at once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. This is Paul and Silas. And when Paul and Silas found themselves in that moment of chains, when Paul and Silas found themselves in that moment of struggle, what did they do? They worshipped. And church, if we find ourselves in a difficult moment today, if we find ourselves in a moment where we feel bound, where we feel um, just struggle, or where we feel like there's no way out, I encourage you to worship. It's your greatest weapon. We've just sang about it just now. But it's the thing that will pull you through. And as the church learns to worship, what happens is God learns to show up. And God shows up more and more in the suddenly moments than we can ever anticipate. So this desire to wait, this desire to be unified, this desire to pray, and then this desire to worship are the tools that I would suggest every single one of us needs to learn how to be okay in the suddenly moments and learn how to be okay in the surprise moments. Next slide, and we're coming into land right now. This is the season. This is the season where the best of the suddenly moments happens, where Jesus, our saviour, The man who rocked into town and changed everything about our lives came in two suddenlies. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy for all people. 
Jesus came at a suddenly moment. And that suddenly moment changed our lives forever. And that suddenly moment doesn't just want and look to change our lives. It wants and looks to change the whole world's life. And so if Jesus came in a suddenly, and if the church started in a suddenly, then we need to learn and we need to be ready for the suddenlies of God. I wonder if you'd just stand with me for a moment. Let me just say this sentence to you that was on my heart for Zio today. When faced with a suddenly, remind yourself about the faithfulness of God, not the fickleness of your feelings. Let me just say that again and maybe just take a time to pause and register what this statement means. You might want to close your eyes. You might want to put out your hands. When faced with a suddenly... Remind yourself about the faithfulness of God, not the fickleness of your feelings. Church, let me tell you, there are suddenly moments in the good, and then there are suddenly moments that are tough. And if I'm speaking to anyone today that is navigating and struggling and pushing through a moment of the suddenly which has not been good, which has been difficult, which has been a struggle, which has caused you great pain, Let me remind you today to trust in the faithfulness of God, not the fickleness of your feelings. Our feelings will tell us that we have a right to have a pity party. Our feelings will tell us that we have a right to struggle. Our feelings will tell us that we have a right to fear. Our feelings will tell us that all hope is gone. But positioning ourselves in the faithfulness of God and learning how to be a people that wait learning how to be a people that are unified, learning how to be a people that are a people of prayer, and learning how to be a people that are a people of worship. That's the stuff that will see you through the suddenlies. And if you've had a suddenly that has shocked you to the core, if you've had a suddenly that feels like it has taken all hope and robbed you of any way forward, be encouraged today to just try and focus on the faithfulness of God, not the fickleness of feelings. But if on the flip side today, church, you're thinking all these suddenly moments that we've covered today, from Pentecost to moments of freedom and moments of breakthrough, to moments of the greatest story ever told of Jesus our Saviour coming and changing absolutely everything. If we want some of that, if we're up for some of that, If we're saying, come on, God, I want you to come and do that too, then this is our moment. We can say, God, I lay down my rights. We can say, God, I lay down my desires. I lay down my plans. I lay down my expectations and I create space for the God of the suddenly to come and do what only he can do. And so I say this prayer again, and you might want to join me yourself, but God, come and do what you want to do and how you want to do it. God, come and do what you want to do and how you want to do it. Because actually the faithfulness of you, God, says that you will always get it right. Your plan is better than mine. Your purposes are better than mine. The plan of your life 
And my life, Lord God, is revolved around the hope of you, Jesus, who came as babe, who rescued us from sin and shame and destruction and hopelessness and darkness and fear and anything that does not align itself to the goodness of God. And so God, come and do what only you can do. Would we be a church and would we be your people that learn to be okay in the suddenly moments? Just as we go into a worship song, and we're going to offer an opportunity for prayer. If you just feel that God is stirring anything in you today, and it might be that you're coming forwards with a suddenly moment that's been a struggle, and you'd just like someone to pray over you, that actually the faithfulness of God would be the thing that you take away today. Or it might be that you say, actually, I'm up for being a person that's going to say, God, surprise me. That's going to say, God, come and do something radical in my life. God, come and do something definitive that will change me forever. Let me just finish with this quote. One of my dear mentors, Rick, who's with the Lord right now, he used to say before he died, he used to say, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always got. If you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always got. Something has to change in us, church. And I speak this to myself as well. God is not a God who wants to go through the motions with us. God is a God who wants to surprise us every single day. God is a God who wants to turn our lives around and bring us to a better place in Him. And there are habits and there are routines in us that need to shift today, quite simply. And as we come up for prayer today, and as I encourage you to take a moment, walk up to the altar of God and say, God, if there are habits in me that always produce the same thing in the same way, then I abandon those right now. And I look to be a person of faith that says, come and do something suddenly in my life. So Father, as we get ready to worship, and God, as we maybe consider ourselves, if we can be prayed for, and if we can come and shift some things in our hearts today, God, we lay down our rights. We look to you, and we say, would you come and move in your power and come and move in your place, Lord God. Take your place as sovereign. Take your place of King of Kings. Take your place in the good suddenly moments and the tough suddenly moments and remind us that you are faithful and that you are good and that you are present and that you are forever. And in this season, more than any, may we know that and may we hold that. And so let's worship. And as we worship and close today, think about if you'd like to come forward for prayer. There'll be people at the front. I would love the opportunity to be able to pray for you as well.